0: how's it going folks tanner your friendly neighborhood podcast producer here it is march 1st 2022 and this is the h2b podcast so if you've known me for a little bit, I've been producing podcasts and working in media and content creation for around 15 years. And uh, something I'm constantly fascinated by is the ad hoc nature of podcasting. There's no real right or wrong way to do it necessarily. And I mean, sure, you can have subpar audio or you know bad editing or things like that. But honestly, if you're having fun, what's that matter anyway? And that's essentially... Uh, Where I got started was just, uh, I thought it'd be fun. So I started a podcast called The Pulp back in, geez, it was maybe 2005 or so. Podcasts were not even in iTunes yet. That's, uh, yeah, those were crazy days. You had to use a plugin. I can't remember what it was called, but it was the old, call them the Adam Curry days. You know, he's the pod father. If you don't know about him, go check him out. Adam Curry. He was kind of one of the first guys to start podcasting and figure out you can embed audio into a HTML code and force it to auto download, which, yeah, let's jump onto that for a minute. Just a little, uh little history of podcasting. If you guys may not know, it was, I don't know the exact year, but I'm guessing it would have been around 2002, 2003, Adam Curry. Uh, I think it was just called the Adam Curry show. Let's see. Yeah. Adam Curry. He is, uh, yeah, he's the pod father in 20 or 2003. He launched uh, the first podcast ever. It was called the daily source code. And uh, it wouldn't be called a podcast until it was later coined, you know, once it kind of got on to people's iPods. But this is the I don't know. You got to think 2003, 2004. This is the heyday, the golden age of the iPod. I mean, nobody. I mean, iTunes or Microsoft tried it with the Zune, and Dell tried it with their uh, I think it was called the Dell jukebox. I had one of those. That thing was a beast. That was the Nokia phones of MP3 players. But, yeah, the iPod was kind of. That was the flagship MP3 player everybody had. And so where the term podcast came from was you had to use this uh, plugin that you added to iTunes. It was like just a little program that ran in the background of iTunes that you could punch RSS feeds into. And what it would basically do is it would take this RSS feed, which is nothing more than a snippet of HTML code from a blog or a website. You'd plug that into iTunes manually. There was no podcast store or podcast library or anything like that you would plug it in manually and then it would create a playlist which is interesting because playlists you can save playlist files to dot xml files which is a type of rss feed and so it would create this xml playlist file and automatically just drop new episodes and whatnot of uh of the podcast you add in there And it was very, like I said before, very ad hoc. It was it was nothing official at all. I kind of felt like I was hacking something when I was getting into it. And I've always kind of been a guy that whatever piece of technology I've got, whether it's a new camera, a drone, an audio recorder, a PlayStation, whatever, I'm I'm the guy that is getting I'm squeezing that fruit for the most juice I can, you know. I'm what they would call a power user of things. I uh, yeah, if it's got six cylinders, I'm finding a way to add a seventh one. You know, that's how I am. So I don't know. It was crazy in the early days of podcasting because there wasn't, there was no centralized, I guess, uh, infrastructure for it. It was very wild Westy and just people dropping audio online and to be honest, like my first podcast, The Pulp, I didn't really quite even understand what an RSS feed was at the time. It was as Guardian magic as it were. I, would, uh, I just knew I recorded an audio file. I would drop it onto my blog and somehow the HTML code would pick it up and I could toss it into iTunes and it would auto download. I didn't even quite understand it. Yeah, it was exciting times. It was very exciting. What actually got me into podcasting to start with was I had an iPod. And no music to put on it. I didn't have, you know, I didn't, I got an iPod, let's see, I think before I was on a Windows machine, and so I didn't have iTunes, and they had just released iTunes for Windows. And so I didn't have, all my MP3s I had were just in Winamp, if that takes you back. So I had maybe about a thousand songs died on there, but they were all unorganized, so I was looking to fill my iPod up with music, but didn't have monies to go pay for it on the iTunes store. So I I got into this podcasting thing because I thought it was a quick, easy way for me to fill my iPod up with content. So I remember I would listen to the Daily Source Code. Let's see, who was it? I remember this guy, uh, Jonathan Colton. That was his name. He was one of the first podcasters too. He had a, I don't know if he had a show. I've never heard Jonathan Colton speak, to be honest. I've only heard his music and I discovered his music through podcasting. He uh, had a hit song about Ikea, Back in the day, which I got on my podcast free via an RSS feed. So, yeah, it's just it's been a wild little podcast journey for me to end up kind of full circle back producing podcasts and to see where podcasts have grown to nowadays that, you know, it's a it's pretty fascinating. But yeah, anyway, like I was saying, there's not really a right or wrong way to podcast as long as uh, the only kind of constant you need for a podcast, you need an RSS feed. And you need an MP3. That's essentially all you need at its simplest form is just an MP3 file. And I don't even honestly, it may not even have to be an MP3 file. I'm fairly certain you could drop a WAV file in there and it would operate just the same. But you don't get all the fancy uh, things you do with a MP3 like your compression and whatnot. Yeah, there's not really a wrong way to do it or a right way to do it. I've got a pretty uh, I remember when I started the Brew Chat podcast well, let's even take a step back further than that, and let's talk about The Pulp and how I was doing that. Basically, what I would do for The Pulp, uh, it was kind of – all in all, it wasn't a super-produced show. I was – geez, I don't know, 18, I guess, 17 or 18 – And kind of always wanted a radio show to my own and saw this as a way to do that. So it was basically me and a uh, buddy of mine. We would get together and just kind of talk about some music, talk about some movies, review movies, things like that. Nothing super groundbreaking. We weren't splitting atoms on the podcast level or anything, but it was fun. We had a good time doing it. And the setup I would use is I had this crappy Dell laptop that it was a hand-me-down. And when I got this laptop, it had a single pixel wide line that was dead down the dead middle of the screen and uh i would basically i was using a really cheap just like gaming headset i believe it was the cheapest one radio shack had because i remember when i went and bought it i was like on my way to my buddy's house to record and i realized i'd left my headset at home but again you got to remember we're recording two people and i bought a headset mic. So I was holding it. We were sitting on, a, on his couch at his parents' house, holding this headset microphone and kind of moving it between us like you would if you're interviewing somebody on the news or something like that. Like, oh, yeah, so that's uh, how I felt about that. And then you would toss the mic to the other person. Like, yeah, yeah, that's how I felt about that, too. Really impractical way to do a podcast. Do not do a podcast that way. A, it's going to sound like crap. B, it's just uh, it's kind of a hassle. But like I said, it gave us an audio file that I was then able to go drop into an RSS feed. It automatically downloaded. And I don't know. We only ran that podcast for maybe I don't know, maybe about 60 or 70 episodes. I'm guessing. I don't know. We got up to about 400 listeners. So I'll take it in a day and age where podcast doesn't exist. And we pumped that all the way up to about 400 listeners each episode. I'll take it. Pretty proud of that. That's pretty cool. And it sounded like crap because we were recording on a cheap Radio Shack headset microphone. That's all we could afford because we were like 17 or 18 years old. I know I know my buddy was still in. He was a senior in high school at the time. So that's how long ago that was. So anyway, yeah, here now, that com- my setup now compared to the setup then is miles beyond. And then uh, when I started Brew Chat, that started as a video show, but it's. Way more extensive and demanding to produce weekly video content than it is audio content, which make a note of that, people. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, it's like, you know, do you want video? Think about the work that goes into that. You're easily upping your workflow about two times. So something to consider. But when we started Brew Chat, I envisioned it as kind of like a beer travel show, but then realized how much work video is. So decided I need to do a podcast podcast to try and drive publicity to the video content. And then it was the podcast. That was the spaghetti that stuck to the wall. Yeah, our setup for the BrewChat podcast has changed. I don't know. We're on probably like the eighth or ninth iteration of it at this point. We started with, I don't know, just a cheap couple mics going straight into a computer and then upgrading. Got a got a four-channel mixer, and then we got a six-channel mixer, and then we got a nice 10-channel mixer. Then got an audio interface. Got better microphones. We're on about our I'm in the midst of upgrading our microphones right now for probably about the fourth time. Yeah. And at work, I've got the exact, you know, here at H2B Creative, got the exact microphones I would have had from day one and the setup I would have had from day one. But I would not have known that this is the setup that I wanted if I had not had all of that trial and error from before. So with all that being said, back to my initial point, there's not really a right or wrong way to do it. Just do it. I know it's real easy to, what is it? There's a great phrase, paralyzation. I don't know. Basically you get paralyzed with the idea of having to make decisions and overanalyzing. Paralyzation by overanalyzation, I think is the way it goes. But yeah, it's really easy to get bogged down and just think like, oh, I need to get microphones. Well, I need to get a DAW. What is a DAW? Oh, that's editing software. I don't know anything. I don't know how to edit. I don't, Yeah, I don't know how to do any of this. Really easy to get caught up, bogged down, clip your own wings, that sort of stuff. But honest to God, just go get you a microphone or two, plug it in in whatever way you can and record it and just see what you come out with. You're going to get something. And even if it's completely useless, you're going to learn something because you're going to learn why it was useless. Maybe, oh, we had a bad hum in the background. Oh, we didn't have the microphone plugged in. Oh, we didn't have the microphone turned on oh, we were recording through the wrong input. Oh, we uh, forgot to hit record. You know, just whatever. You're going to learn. Even if it does not come out the way you want, you're going to learn something. You're going to learn something very valuable that you're going to carry into your next podcast. And I don't know, for me, creating a podcast, it's all, at the end of the day, it's it's a speed game. End of the day. As I'm trying to get one of these episodes up as quickly as possible. And when whatever your podcast is about, that first episode is going to take you longer to put out than any other episode after that ever. That first one is going to take you the longest. The second one, you'll shave off a little bit of time, third, a little bit more time, fourth, a little bit more time. And uh, so when I started doing brew chat, for example, on what I'm saying here is brew chat generally runs about an hour and a half. It would take me about two and a half hours when I first started, started it to edit it. Now I get it done in about 45 minutes And you may be thinking like, well, Tanner, do you have a time vortex? How are you editing an hour and a half podcast in 45 minutes? Well, you speed up the playback to about two and a half, three times what playback is. So we sound like chipmunks a little bit, but I'm able to go through and cut out the butt-ums and any sort of content that needs to be cut pretty quickly while it's playing through like that. And then uh, in my editor, I use Adobe Audition, but whether you're using... Like there's good free options out there. I'm trying to think Audacity. That's a decent free one. It's a little bit cumbersome to use in my opinion, but it it is free and it will very happily get the job done. But I use Adobe Audition. And so what I'll initially do when I've got a new podcast is I go in, basically build a template for myself. And basically what I mean by that is I've got a save file from that moment on that I've organized in such a way from that first episode onward that nothing changes in that save file except for the episode content for my H2B podcast file that I'm recording in right now. Yeah. For my H2B file that I'm recording in right now in audition, I've got like, uh, I've got the intro music. I've got outro music. I've got some, uh, background music in here. And all I've got to do is hit the right track that I want to record into and just let it roll. And then I go through and I spice up the audio a little bit but even that's automated i've already got that plugged in where i've got a denoiser and like a volume leveler and some dynamics and a compressor on there and some things like that and again if you don't know what those are it's okay we're not all audio engineers and i'm barely one it's okay figure them out as you go your most important thing is get you an audio file and get it into an rss feed that's your most important thing I don't know. It depends on how you want to do things. I've uh, with the way phones are now, it's pretty efficient. I've I've got Kim over at uh, Between the Brews kind of operating on some supplementary content in this way. But yeah, I've hooked her up with a lav mic, a lavalier mic. That's one of those little ones that clips onto your collar. Get one of those, clip it onto your collar, get into a closet or uh, maybe a bedroom that's got some good curtains and stuff up, you know, we don't all have studios and whatnot, so just make do with what you got. Hang some blankets up, dampen the sound a little bit. Pull your show notes together. Hop in that closet. Do your podcast straight on your phone. It'll sound okay. Like you know, understandable. You're not going to have all the the luxuries of editing you would on a computer, but if you're keeping it short and sweet and just uh, you're not necessarily producing this podcast to further your business, but you're just doing it to do it. You enjoy doing it. You want to put your voice out there. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And you can actually get some really, really good results. My uh, sound booth at home, you know, I've got proper soundproofing foam and things in there now, but it's essentially a coat closet that I've just, I've put a microphone in and soundproofed and I can go in there and do professional voiceover work. So it's, uh, again, harping on it because it's important. There's not really a right or wrong way to do it if you're getting results. What was it they say? If it's stupid and it works, it ain't stupid. So with that being said, here at H2B, we're producing podcasts. So I thought I would maybe address, uh, you know, getting a studio producer podcast versus producing it yourself. What are the pros and cons there? You know, I feel like uh, obviously just list a bunch of cons for producing yourself, I feel. But. I'll just keep going down that rabbit hole a little bit. So obviously producing yourself is going to be more work, way more work. It's uh, to some degree, depending on how good you want your show to be and how professional and the reach you're you're trying to get to and things like that. It can be nearly a full time job if you want it to be. It doesn't have to be. And I don't suggest that for everybody. If, If that's the level of podcasting you want, then yes, come to somebody like us here. H2B Creative. Cause there's a lot of things I feel people, I don't know. I've been producing podcasts professionally for about six years and then working in the media space for about 15 and something I've run into pretty consistently podcast clients. And I'm just telling this to you guys, something to think about is it tends to be a little bit more work than they think it will be. Even on the side of if they are not producing it themselves, it tends to be a little bit more work then they think it will be. And that's just the nature of the beast. I mean, you can you can definitely, if you want to come down here to H2B, have us produce you a podcast and you don't think about it, except for, say, I don't know, it's Tuesday at 1.30. Maybe you want to come down here at Tuesdays at 1.30 and record a podcast and the rest of the other six days of the week, you don't even want to think about it. That's fine. We can do that and we can make that work. Where the work here for you comes in is pre-production. Like we can handle all the technical aspects, giving you a file, editing it, uploading it, getting your RSS feed sorted out. The work that needs to be done on your side as host is think about what you want to talk about. You know, this voice I'm speaking in right now, it's it's largely my normal speaking voice. But I am I have trained myself over the years to enunciate, pronunciate and just speak more clearly and. Um, Trying to get things like that out of my speech, um, being aware of bad speech patterns that you may have. I had a bad habit for a while of saying "Mike could. That's a Southern phrase. Broke that from my lexicon. So there's things like that. You need to be a little bit self-aware, especially in your speech patterns. If you're going to be the one hosting the podcast, you need to be a little bit aware of your speech patterns. Do you have a, do you trail off when you speak? Do you mumble? Do you have an accent that's hard for people to stand? Or understand. I used to have a country accent. Makes it real easy to slip back into. It's not the greatest for people to be able to understand, especially if you're trying to grow your business or your brand outside of uh maybe your general area, your geographic area. So yeah, it's it's a good amount of work to produce your own podcast. It's definitely more than you would think it would be, but it's doable. And again, it doesn't have to be something where you're working churning away 40 hours a week on this thing. But If that is the level of show you want to do, then that's that's probably the point of where, you know, you're at a fork in the road. You can either double down. okay, I'm going to buy me. I'm going to buy Adobe. I'm going to learn how to use a proper DAW, a digital uh, audio workstation. I'm going to learn how to edit. I'm going to learn what compressors mean. I'm going to learn how to do RSS feeds and build websites. You can do all that. Uh, Or you can just come to a studio. We'll handle all that for you. So you can just show up on a Tuesday. You've got your pre-production taken care of. You've maybe done some vocal warm-ups. Come in and just have a good time. Enjoy it. Let us take the logistics off your hands. And that's something you get with a studio. You know, we will handle the uploading of the RSS feed. Edit your show for you. We will add music in for you. Make sure that you are getting the best quality audio you can get. You know, something else to think about, too, when starting a podcast is... It's really easy to get caught up in grand ideas and, you know, be working on something like, oh, wouldn't this be cool? Wouldn't this be cool? Yeah, it would all be cool. We are not disagreeing there, but have you a plan? Stick to it. You know, I'm not saying you've got to stick to it beat for beat. You know, if you've got a podcast where, all right, topic one is we're going to talk about the sky. Topic two, we're talking about Star Wars. Topic three, we're talking about playing cards. And you go in and all of a sudden at the start of your podcast decide you want to start talking about banking. Your other podcast hosts may not be there with you on that. And also you're not there with you on that because you've not prepped for that. You know, if you are a banker and can ad hoc, going to use that word again, ad lib a little bit on banking. And that's one thing I tend to notice people in a podcast. They'll they'll run off on some topic that they actually don't know about. Keep it simple. Stick to the plan. And try not to speak out of school. I mean, it's really easy for us all to do. We're all human. But uh, be aware that you are on a mic. So just don't, you know, if you're an automotive technician, maybe don't start talking about uh, dental work. You know, stick to what you know. It comes off as genuine. People want to hear that. People want to hear what you're passionate about. People want to hear what you're into. Yeah, I'll pick up with more of this, actually. I'm going to wind us down here a little bit. I'm trying to keep these. At a somewhat reasonable length, but I'll pick up with more of these on the next episode of the HTB podcast. Uh, and Tales from Beyond the Mic. This is maybe what we'll call this. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. It's mid afternoon. I'm a little hungry. I haven't had lunch yet. But anyway, this has been fun, guys. I want to thank you for tuning in. Be sure, uh, as we build more of these, be sure to go give us a rating. Give us a rating there in Spotify or iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you happen to be listening to it. It helps us out a lot. And we thank you. And uh, be sure to share us around. We're going to be doing some more of these. I think we've got a guest coming in the studio next week. That should be fun and exciting. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. This has been a good episode. I've been Tanner, and we will see you guys next time.